Welcome to Hotel Moments. Today we are talking with Ken Patel, CEO of uh, EV Hotel Group. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Thank you for having me. You are a man that's in high demand lately. I saw you were on No Vacancy. I saw you were featured in Hotel Scale. Is that right? Correct. Is that the right Correct. one. Yeah, you've been yeah, all over market, the place. Market scale. Market yes, scale. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, that didn't sound yeah. right when I said it out loud. So yeah. perfect. Thanks for making time for us. I appreciate that a lot. Thank um, you for having me. So yeah, CEO of EV Hotel Group, but you didn't start there. I saw that you have actually an extensive career in hospitality. Did you start in 2003? Started in 1996. That 2003 is when I graduated, and that was my first official position, and it was in Times Square. In Times Square? Like, that's yeah. a heck of a place to start. But what? where were you <laughs> in 96 then? 96, I was in high school. And I worked at a front desk of a day's in. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I love to hear the starting stories of everyone in hospitality because I like I started in um, in housekeeping. So I like to hear. Oh, see, wow. where, yeah. Where did people start? Because it's always a yeah. great story. I only lasted six months in. Oh, yeah. It is hard. Have you ever done oh, it? You and I both would be in that same dilemma. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. But the front desk. I, I feel like it's the toughest position in the industry. 100%. Housekeeping Appreciation Week is well deserved and it should be always, month. right? Like, absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> and then they should all get like cash bonuses on top of it. Because I know, it is right? Hard, hard work. So you yes. started at the front desk. And then, so where were you in 2003 in Times Square? What position? Um, I started at a front. So I graduated from Emirates Academy in Dubai. Um, that's where I have my MBA from. And then I came back. I think it was literally like two weeks after I came back and I got a call from the four points by Sheridan there in Times Square. And they're like, we're looking for a front office manager. And I'm like, wait a minute, front office manager? You sure not front desk? Right. Uh, Fine. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, no, you have, you have great experience. And back in, in that time, uh, Emirates Academy was the top two school in the world. Uh, wow. Yes, yes. So they're they're operated by the Jamarai um, Hotel and Resorts. They're the most prestigious luxury resorts in the world. That's and, Yeah, and so the owner was, I guess, an investor into their group, and he always backed whoever came out of that university. So he reached out to me. He's like. So we have a front office uh, manager, FOM position. And I'm like, uh, FOM? And I'm like, well, I did my internships in Dubai. Every summer I used to do massive amount of internships. And he's like, you'll, you'll be good. You'll be good. And I'm like, okay, I'll be good. <laughs> right. So, so was your training kind of like trial by fire? Or did they have an excellent training program to make you for FOM, like to get you into that position? Oh, it, it was excellent. The GM that took me under her wing. She was awesome. Um, she just loved everything that I presented to her. And then also like what she taught me, I keep it for the rest of my career. And, you know, and it, it just so-called happened. I, I was only in that position for three months. So, and she had to relocate because her husband got a job in another state and it was obviously paying more her husband's position was paying more. It was an executive position. And then she 
told the uh, ownership that she recommends me for a GM. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait I'm a minute. Only, <laughs> I'm only been in this position three months. And she's like, no, no, you could do it. I'm like, damn, I've heard this before, <laughs> you know? And oh my been, gosh. So I heard this like three months ago that you can do it, you can do it. And you so, did it. I yeah, mean, there. And, you did it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was it was a, a wake up call for me as well. Um to kind of get a hold of a position, just try to be a GM in Times Square in New York City. I mean it, that in it, itself it was, is insane. Yeah, and if that doesn't wake you up then you know you know if you can't make it as a gm in times square in new york city then you might as well not be in the industry you know so I mean, it still seems but to me it seems like it would be a really hard place to be a gm there's so much going on in times square oh so, so much so much i learned a lot i mean i think i wouldn't be here um if it wasn't for that position itself yeah. what was your biggest yeah. lesson from that hotel what's that again what would be your biggest lesson, do you think, from that hotel? Like, what did you learn? Like, it was like the most influential throughout your career. How to really point? be a plus guest experience. Really? How, yes, how to really operate with service recovery. You know, it, it really involved because you got to think about it, right? New York City is the mecca of the world, and when it's the mecca of the world, you're it's so diverse. So the kind of guest and the amount of guests that you get there you will never see that in one location in the entire world so yeah. the personalities so you're catering to it could be a hundred different guests if you had a hundred rooms so it's not the same exact guest you know so you have yeah. to know how to tackle that you have right. to know how do we deliver service What's the expectation of that guest? Because it's not, I mean, they're not paying less than 300 a night to begin with. So, you know, the expectation level is much higher. Mm -hmm. The service recovery portion is much higher. So you, you have the cleanliness has to be there. And, and there's a lot of it because, you know, you're also selling experience. You, you're also selling the experience of the hotel and you're selling the experience of New York City. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, to be fair, though, any guests, like guests' wants are going to be different. And regardless if it's $300 per night or if it's like a $60 per night motel, like there's still a level of expectation there. Sure, it's yeah. higher at the $300 property, but that level of guest service should exist in both places. So, I mean, like, how do you think, how is that kind of, um, translated over the course of your career have you seen the same level in every property do you think that the hoteliers in general have that same philosophy well i i have my own philosophy i i actually approach each hotel with a different level of service what i call hand service okay so i don't allow anybody to point anywhere so we don't allow any pointing you know nice. and i learned that from my dubai days um, where hand service is the most critical component, right? That's why when you go to a hotel, they hand you the bottle of water. They hand you the bag of goodies. So I always felt the hand service is much better than pointing, you know? And even if, it, if they ask you directions, we can take two seconds out of our day to guide them to where they need to go. I mean, or it's to okay. print out the directions if it needs to be printed or something like that. Not just being like, yeah. 
we have a business center over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just pointing. Everybody always wants to point. Yeah, so. we're bad at pointing. We're bad. We're bad people I know. at pointing for sure. I agree entirely. Yeah. Do you think anything, any of that's kind of been lost over this past year? Um, oh, you know, most definitely. You most think definitely. So? Yeah. I, I mean, we've lost this touch on service. We've lost a focus on service. Um, the guests are seeing that. That, you know, I've taken. And, and I don't want to really talk too much about myself like that, but, you know, I've taken hotels that would operate on a guest score of like 60 and the next month we would be a hundred with all perfect surveys. But that's, that's just the focus that we need to have. The guests love that. Mm -hmm. If they, if, if they had an option and they do have the option is I'll stay at an Airbnb or I'll stay at a hotel I pay less at Airbnb. I pay more at a hotel. So now if they pay more, we need to deliver the service on why this is the reason why they pay more because we're able to give them good service. Why we're do you think this service has lapsed this last year? Like what, I mean, obviously I know we, obviously we had a pandemic, but mm -hmm. there should be fewer guests. You would think that the service would increase because you have right. less guests to manage. I mean, that's obviously not the case. So what do you think is the reason for that? Onboarding. Number Onboarding. one onboarding i think implementation i think we've just kind of just washed away like it, it's it's almost like a ship in the middle of the ocean that needs to go north but we went south you know and it, it just happened where we were trending with the focus on onboarding and implementation on service week like a lot of the brands were thinking that IEG has a perfect model where they do the service week for the week mm -hmm. and where they focus on the employees. I think we, we've just got away from that during this pandemic. The employees just felt like they've been just pushed to the limit right? and they've been pushed to that limit where now there's nothing for them to look forward to. It, it's not, there's no service week. There's no focus on employee engagement. There's been so less employee engagement that the employees just feel like they're a nine to five person, three to 11. If they're lucky, yeah. I mean, some of these hotels are so short staffed that the GM or what staff members they do have are mm -hmm. pulling 12, 14 hour shifts just because they can't get anyone else to cover. Yeah. So that's and what I've been seeing. And, it, and it's with what I say are archaic processes. We've had the same exact process for like 30 years. It's the shift logs. It's whether it's, you know, you just name it with these log books, with this. The red with book. I always talk about the red yeah. book. Nobody knows what I'm talking about in my current company with the red book, but. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that oh red book is, it's, it's a famous book. And I always tell people, throw that thing out. You throw know it away. We don't even need it. And, no. you know, I, I just felt like these processes caught up to us. Mm -hmm. You know, they finally caught up to us because we weren't being efficient. And then during the pandemic, we we're still asking employees to do that. Right. Yeah. It was okay pre-COVID because nobody said anything. But when you're putting more of a workload and then you still ex accept the fact that they need to get that done. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's too much to ask. It's too it much to ask, you know? Yeah. 
and already I think that a lot of the positions in hotels, I mean, I, I've worked the front desk. I know that you have to wear many hats when you work in a hotel. So the level of expectation and what you're going to do in your job has always been high. And now with being short staffed, I think it's just become too much. So business is coming back, like occupancy is increasing again. And from what I'm seeing just in different Facebook groups and on LinkedIn, people are having a hard time hiring. So what do you think is going to happen with the increase in occupancy with being short staffed? Like, well, I mean, number one is, it's not that we're, it's people are having a hard time finding employees. Yeah. It's that employees don't want to work in hospitality. Oh, that's they, that's, they don't want to work in hospitality because they're like, I could go work at Amazon for whether it's $17, $18 an hour. I understand it's a little bit of labor. I have to do production in, in a production line, but I'm not getting the same thing day in, day out. One day I might clean 12 rooms. The next day I'm cleaning 30 rooms. Yeah. Or I, I'm working a 3 to 11 shift. Now I have to do a double because nobody came after me. So you, you have these processes that no one's actually been able to solve. They haven't came up with that solution. And it's been problematical for 10 years, 12 yeah. years. You know, so it's so, so I mean, I, this probably translates into what you do now. So, yes. how did how, I mean, like, how did EV Hotel Group come about? Like, tell me, tell me more about it because I don't really know. So, it, it's it's a very unique way it came about. Okay, so um, six months ago, I was in a I was in a very high paying position, um, and my employer at that time was pretty much saying they kind of gave me hints they're like we're we're not making money i'm like no no you you are making money <laughs> I, I see, I see it. it's right here it's like i see yeah. it right here though i'm like you are making money and you know i knew the goal was happening what they wanted to do they didn't want to pay the the guy that's been in the industry well over six figure salaries to close to whether it's 200,000 or whatever the amount was. And they rather pay the other guy that is just walked into a position into from a GM to another role and they want to promote him to another role and they could save a hundred thousand. And, you know, they're like, we, we have to have you take a lesser role. I'm like, do you, I, I don't mean to be obnoxious, but do you see my resume? <laughs> I mean, you're actually asking me to take this lesser role. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, They're asking but, the guy with the experience in how to make this work correctly to sit yeah. back and watch the poor junior guy yeah. figure it out for the first time. That's what it sounds well, like to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, look, this is not going to work out. Let's just have a happy ending. Um, and it's not going to work out. And I kind of just washed my hands. They washed their hands and, you know, they, they hired me to start a full service division for them. And, you know, fortunately it didn't work out and, you know, it's just, I, I don't burn any bridges. So it's yeah. to the point that I just told them, you know what, good luck to you. And I hope good luck to this guy that you feel like is going to work out for you. Um, he's only, 
been past the GM for two months. I hope him the best of luck, but you're putting him into a fire, you know? So, you know, it, it kind of went that way. And then before that, so I, re- I moved from New York City to Georgia in 2018. Okay. And, and the vision was the creation of EV Human. And EV Human would be the world's first ever all-in-one software for hospitality. So as, as from 2018 to even all the way to September of COVID, um, I was still writing up the development phases. Mm-hmm. So because I wanted to kind of venture and know. But what COVID did was drew up my development phase into another level. You know, it just blew it up like into another level. So, you know, and right around like where um, when I left that position or I, 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 people ask me, did you leave or did you walk out or? I said, <laughs> what they all want to know the story. They all want you to spill the tea. <laughs> I know. And, and I, I'm just like, I don't even know. It's just, I made a decision and I felt like, I always tell this to people. If you don't, if it doesn't feel right, don't stay. Right. You know, don't drag it on. So. You know, and then around that time as well, um, we had major debts in our family. So my dad's both brothers, actually he's got three brothers, but his oldest and youngest brothers died from COVID 48 hours apart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that happened. And then I think it was after his second brother passed, the following day, my dad fell down the stairs and broke his arm. So it's been a rough year. About rough oh, six yeah. months. Like that's that's all happened in six months. Yeah, all all in actually that from my position to the debts was all in the same month. So <laughs> <laughs> talk about resilience. I mean, like yeah. how do you how do you cope with that? How do you get through something like that? I and I mean that wasn't even the end of it. Is you look for guidance through people in this industry. And yeah. I, I mean I have a lot of great people, big network, but there were certain people that were just not responsive. You know, like they felt like, you know, I don't want to even talk to you now that you're not working. And I, I'm like, you wow. know, it just made me think about what kind of people are out there, you know? And but then I, you know, my best friend for 25 years, um, we've known each other since high school and we're still best friends. You know, he owns, he owns a big hedge fund in New York city. And, um, he told me when I was making my move from New York city to Georgia, he's like, Ken, you got to do something on your own. It's like, look at what you do and look at these companies out there. They can't even do it to the level that you do it. And why are you doing these things for them? So he gave me a lot of motivation that when September and October was there. And he's like, if I do what I do and the size of my company, where we're the, one of the most prominent companies on Wall Street. And, you know, he's like, you're more than capable of doing what you do in your industry. He's wow. like, I, ever since I've known you, you've turned hotels around. You've done this. You've done that. So he was a little, he was that you know, that lifting motivational person that you sometimes need. The true friend. Um, yeah, <laughs> true friend, true yeah. friend. And that's where, you know, we, I rolled out with the plan. I had a lot of things I had to think about for almost two months. Um, and then December, 
is when EV Hotel Group was born. And EV Wait, Human. Wait, so I'm just gonna stop you. Yeah, like what is the difference between EV Hotel Group and EV Human? So EV Human is the world's first ever all-in-one software. Okay. That, that's what EV Human is. Um, it's a creation from EV Hotel Group. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So that's where, you know, uh, both of those sides were born because the EV Hotel Group is the full boat hospitality management. Mm -hmm. And EV Human is your all-in-one software for hospitality and rental space. Perfect. That's amazing. That's incredible. So, I mean, I guess what's next then? Like, where do you guys, what do you guys have coming up? Well, we have the phase one to be completed in June. Um, so phase one is already completed in June. That's where we're going to roll it out. Uh, we have close to, I think right now is about 200 hotels. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Because you just, like, this hasn't been that long. I want to point no. that out. It's mm. been like five months? Five months. months. Yeah. Yeah, we're expecting a thousand hotels in probably the next three to four months. Congratulations! Um, yeah, that's yeah, right now we're the fastest growing hospitality company in the world because not only are we delivering software, we're yeah. also going to be managing these hotels. So yeah. we're the first ever company in the world that can guarantee a forty-two percent and over on GOP and delivering under 20% on the labor. So we already have a staffing solution. We have our own staffing company within EV as well. So that's where they would control the entire task force. So no hotel would be ever without a single member. You're in such it. high demand right now. I was just talking about how people were having trouble hiring. Like, you're just like, but wait a minute. You raise your hand. You're like, I got this. Like, yeah, yeah. basically hold my beer. But yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I can see why people would be like flocking to you right now. Yeah, I mean, I took, we've spent, so we've spent $2 million just on market studies, right? Yeah. Uh, we've interviewed over 14,000 guests. We've done over 20,000 surveys. We've got with, I think it was 12,000 hotels. Mm -hmm. I've done a panel with the top 10 tech companies in the world, the traveling guests. So where they travel corporate guests where I've asked them, I said, what do you, what do you want the most? You know, yeah. what do you feel that you need? And they felt like everything's an inconvenience. They said, you know, why do we need to wait in line at a hotel when I can get, I can actually check into my airline 24 hours prior and go straight to the security get checkpoint, right? That's so true. And, so true. and that's kind of what we've done with our first phase of EV Human is all guest facing technology. Phase two is all back off for operations. And phase three is all analytics. Phase four is all the full service hotels and resorts. And that includes autonomous valet service. If you have lighter technology, you can call your car right up to the vestibule. So there's a lot of components, but you know, I've always said this, when a disruption needs to happen in this industry, it has to be from somebody that's an insider, yeah. right? Just because we have so many archaic systems and processes. I mean, you look at every PMS that we have, and, and I'm speaking when we talk about the brands, right? 
the PMSs are all old. The processes are all old. I mean, there's no... It, well, then how so, are you getting through to these GMs and these owners to implement your new technology, I guess? Because it's still the same idea. Like, this is the way we've always done it. So yeah. do you think just the disruption has been enough to get them to kind of see... Well, I, I think, you know, it, it really falls into my network, you know, the amount of people that I know throughout the world, whether it's in Italy, Europe, Germany, Ireland, India, Singapore, Thailand, it, it's through my whole network that they know I've introduced technology since 2012. Mm-hmm. But that's through different vendors, right? I right. found different vendors to be useful. And I've kind of let people in my network know about it. I'm like, go get this. This is going to be useful for your hotel. So now they, they know I'm doing something. They're just flocking to it because of the fact that they know that I know technology. I know operations. I know development. So And, and that's kind of what I've done. I, I've made things so seamless. So whether we talk about mobile check-in, whether we talk about a service recovery portion, whether we talk about how guests were leaving tips in the rooms that we solved, how we had a communication, because we we have the world's first ever social media platform where the guests can communicate with the employee of the hotel. Yeah, so now the guests will be able to know who the laundry attendant is. The guests will be able to reach out to the laundry attendant. Put a face to like the department, you know, like humanize it. You know, we always talk about employee engagement, but I did a combination of an employee and a guest engagement. Now that the guest feels that, okay, they do know who's on the clock. They do know who's there. Why shouldn't they ever know who's there? We're not hiding anything. Right. Now we're making a personalized experience, right? Agreed. Well, we're also creating an avenue now to take it to the new hospitality. I mean, a lot of I'm, I'm so glad you did not call me one thing because I was getting so tired of every show I do. Everybody calls me the Elon Musk of hospitality. Oh my and, gosh! And and I'm like, those are some pretty big shoes to fill, you know, and. I'm like, that's not what I'm doing this for. I'm doing this for our employees, for our guests, for our owners. We we have to change. They're, well, it comes kind of full circle back to that the hand service, right? You uh-huh. were this getting into hospitality and right. it works and your experience. And like you said, like something like this takes someone on the inside. It it does. And you know, and and it my hat goes off to everybody that's done software and hospitality. You know, I know it's not easy. It's very tough. Um, But it also comes down to that the softwares that we do have, they focus on one focal item, right? Mm -hmm. Where we wanted to focus on the entire picture because I see the struggle, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not even technology. Yeah, we're doing technology, but there's a lot of items that are operational items that we're doing that no one's ever seen, like the NPR. You probably know the NPR, right? So the industry's always had 26 to 28 minutes as the NPR. What we've been able to do with data scientists and other people is we've been now able to bring that NPR down to 18 to 19 minutes. Oh, wow. Yes. So that's- Even with like the new, like everything, the new procedures and everything? Yes. We've been able to do it where the housekeeper will never have to clean the bathroom or vacuum the carpets. And we we have a model for that. And 
Well, somebody's what cleaning I, them. I mean, like, what is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what if somebody, <laughs> somebody is cleaning it. Somebody's at point cleaning it. And now we've taken the front end from being the captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. Where all the items that we're doing is a more focus on the guests now. Right. Where every employee is going to focus more on the guests and giving them less task. You know, so they have a less task-driven system. And where the front desk is not going to get a call about a toilet being broken, the front desk is not going to get a call about a wake-up call, you know, where the guest is going to be able to do a, a magnitude and an abundance of items where it's self-controlled. You know, yeah, it's the power back to the guest. It's their stay. Let them have uh, have more power over their stay. Yeah, it's, it's on their own terms. That's right. what I say. It's on their own terms. And, you know, that's where I say that, you know, the front desk now doesn't have to worry about staying behind the front desk all the time. They can actually, and and it goes back to what you were saying, how do we find help in hospitality, right? We don't need to find help. The help is there already. But now we've we've made the help focus on one item. Now the front desk can venture into laundry. The front desk can venture into housekeeping. Doesn't mean they have to stay there all the time, but it's more of helping hands. You know, now it's people have showed it that they had 30 hotels before. I mean, 30 employees in the hotel space at that individual property. They've been able to operate it with 10, 12 employees. How did that happen? It didn't happen overnight. So what happened was there was a strategy. There was a strategic way for that to happen. We don't want it to happen where employees are working 12, 14 hours. Right. They shouldn't have to work it. But the strategic way on how to do that, there is a formula out there where it's a 2 2 one formula. But what, we're not following the 2 2 one formula. We, we've created our own formula. We've also created a model where the entry-level guest-facing employees where the front desk and housekeepers would be paid in the ranges of eighteen to twenty dollars an hour. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. So there, there's a lot of processes, and and it's all about reinventing hospitality, you know. And and I don't solely focus on the technology piece, but the technology piece has now made it for employees to come back to hospitality. They're get, they're going to be able to work more efficiently and have less task. Right. Exactly. Focus yes. more on what's important than what's on urgent. So, uh, Ken, honestly, I mean, it sounds amazing. And I'm sure even a lot of hotels, uh, hoteliers are going to want to know uh, more about how to get a hold of you to talk to you more about this. We're about out of time here. So what would be the best yes. way that they look for you on LinkedIn? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to know about EV Hotel Group, it's www.evhotelgroup.com. If you want to email EV, it's evinfo at evhotelgroup.com. Uh, you can always look for the news. We're always on LinkedIn. We've got over 4,000 followers. That's mind-boggling to me. I don't even know how we did it, but we've got over 4,000 followers. Um, You're everywhere, man. That's how. I like I see you everywhere now. I love it. I know. It's, I'm, it's I'm so playing. exciting. There's, yeah, there's a big interview coming. I'm going to be on CNBC. Uh, I don't know the exact timeline right now, but... Okay. You know, I'm excited about that. Get on you know, LinkedIn, follow Ken, and then look for it because I'm sure you'll be posting when you're on there. Yeah, That's yeah, be huge. I mean, 
it's it's gonna be huge. You know, I, I just gotta thank one thing I gotta do is thank all our employees. You know, all the people that work in hospitality, I know what you guys go through, just hang in there and, you know, things are going to turn around. Um, it's good thing that you guys stayed with the employer that you are currently with. That shows a lot of gratitude for them. I hopefully think the employer will show their gratitude as well. I only hope so. I mean, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Ken. I really, again, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today and uh, good luck in everything that you're doing. You're doing amazing work. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And everyone else, we'll see you again next week.